Sound, the sound of fellowship is filling the room. It's wonderful. Well, happy 4th of July weekend, everybody. Yay! For all you fireworks lovers out there. So, yeah, it's just been an interesting few days before, before today. Um, good things, of course. Just, it's Independence Weekend. We get to celebrate the 4th of July. And I thought, man, God, do you want to have, have a time where we just focus on freedom? I mean, we could talk about where the Spirit of the Lord is. There's freedom. We live in one of the freest nations on the planet, um, a, a nation that was, was born to radiate the gospel message from its shores into all the earth. But then I was looking at our scriptures from Ephesians 3, and talking about the love of God, which I believe we will <clears throat> venture into. It's going to be a very short passage to read um, from Ephesians 3 tonight. But part of the influence of this evening came um, in part from an encounter I had today. Not today. I had an encounter today, too. Anytime I walk into this place by myself, I, I find it very easy for me to encounter the presence of the Lord. I pray that you guys, in your own personal walk with the Lord, that you increase and grow in that, that ability just to sense his presence easily. Because I don't think it's always easy. You know, we, we have a lot of things going on here in the soul, in the, in the soul life. And between your body and your spirit, your, your inner man, your innermost being... Um, you have your brain. You have the wiring kind of goes that way. It's like your flesh is wired to your brain and your brain is wired to your spirit. And God's heart for us is that the spirit of God united with your spirit would lead you and direct your life. And it would fill, he would fill your thoughts and your minds as you're renewing your mind with the word of God. And then your body would be subjected to the spirit not just subjected to your soul life, because we could become soulish Christians. I don't know where I'm going with this. This is turning into a preach, and that's not my intention. I find, I, I, I pray that you guys, with myself, find it easier and easier to sense the Lord's presence, that your entire being, your body, your soul, and your spirit would find yourself flooded, flooded with his life uh, more and more. That's how we were born and designed. We were born to carry the presence of God, to have him infill us, inhabit us, dwell within us, and that we would be a host for his presence. It sounds kind of like a movie or something, a scary movie. Are you a host for Jesus? <laughs> but, but the reality is he, he wants to live and do life with you inside of you. And he doesn't want to just stay trapped inside of you but he wants to be released out of you. So this week, I, you know, as you all know, I think by now, you know I'm a mail carrier. Did you figure it out? Oh. <laughs> um, I'm a mail carrier, and I, my route is right here around the building, all of this whole neighborhood going up that way, up that way towards Sheridan. And so this is my personal uh, rest stop, my personal restroom break. That's too much information maybe, but, you know. <laughs> Hey, when you're a mail carrier, it's important to find out where the restrooms are. You don't have a porta potty in the back of those little easy bake <laughs> oven metal cars, you know. So you got to find your your stops. And so I'm blessed. I have a key in my own space. I got to just go in. 
But sometimes I fly up here really fast because, you know, if you ever see your mailman dancing, they're probably not dancing to music. They're probably like waiting and waiting and waiting to hurry up and get done with part of their route so they can take a detour. So anyway, with that said, I was coming up to the doors of the building here. I got out of my postal truck and I was just, you know, getting ready to go into the building. And I told a few of you this, I, I felt like the electricity of God right at the door. And I was like, Ooh, wow, this is cool. And so I unlocked the door and I walked in and this whole room felt like static electricity. Now you might think, oh, that's just you, Scott. You're just touched, you know, God touched you a little bit. And you know, you kind of sense you're a feeler. I am a feeler. Um, many of you are, you feel and you also see and you sense. <clears throat> God designed us to know him intimately through all of our senses taste touch smell feeling he wants to so come upon you and consume all that you are that you would you would be aware of his presence <clears throat> so i came in with that experience and i walked back out and i went back to delivery mail i couldn't just stop in here and you know fall down on the floor for hours and and just ask him questions about what he was doing. I just felt like he was showing me he, his presence is here, even when we're not in the room. <clears throat> I feel like we have, we have established a well. Uh, uh, we've been digging the well. We've been coming together for over a year now, worshiping in this space and praying in this space and praying out of our walls into our city and our region, praying for one another, praying for healing, praying for breakthroughs, for life change and transformation and I, I believe that God loves what we're doing he loves what we've established here and I, I feel like he wants us to know that that he has consecrated this place with his presence he has set it apart as we have set it apart so if you're not sure about all of that I want to tell you guys a little story there's this guy I know he looks really old he looks like he comes from the, the Puritan era well, this man is Charles Finney. He was born in, excuse me, not 19. He was born in 1792 and died in 1875. And he is known as an American Presbyterian minister, the, a leader in the Second Great Awakening in the United States, and he's been called the father of old revivalism. So I felt like tonight as we prepare to worship with what I shared with you what I experienced coming into this place during the week, what I feel like I experience frequently here, I thought we should share a little testimony of what God has done in other people's lives. This might become, I don't know, a regular thing to open up with. Just read a little bit of history of revival with different leaders in the body of Christ. So check this out. You can read along as I, as I read from the notes here. So this is his story, 20 years into his walk with the Lord. There was no fire, no light in the room. I better turn this so I can read it. That's not going to help. I'll just read it from there. There was no fire and no light in the room. Nevertheless, it appeared to me as if it were perfectly light. As I went in and shut the door after me, it seemed as if I met the Lord Jesus Christ face to face. It did not occur to me then, nor did it for some time afterward, that it was wholly a mental state. On the contrary, it seemed to me that I saw him as I would see any other man. 
He said nothing but looked at me in such a manner as to break me right down at his feet. I have always since regarded this as the most remarkable state of mind, for it seemed to me a reality that he stood before me, and I fell down at his feet and poured out my soul to him. I wept aloud like a child and made such confessions as I could with my choked utterance. It seemed to me that I bathed at his feet with my tears, and yet I had no distinct impression that I touched him, that I, re that I recollect, recall. The waves of God's presence flowed so powerfully over me that I felt like I might die if they did not stop. I must have continued in this state for a good while. I returned to the front office and found that the fire I had made of large wood was nearly burned out. But as I turned and was about to take a seat by the fire, I received a mighty baptism of the Holy Ghost. Without any expectation of it, without ever having the thought in my mind that there was any such thing for me, without any recollection that I had ever heard the thing mentioned by any person in the world, the Holy Spirit descended upon me in a manner that seemed to go through me, body and soul. I could feel the impression like a wave of electricity going through and through me. It's, indeed, it seemed to come in waves and waves of liquid love. For I could not express it any other way. It seemed like the very breath of God. I can recollect distinctly that it seemed to fan me like immense wings. Here's the last part. No words can express the wonderful love that was shed abroad in my heart. I wept aloud with joy and love, and I do not know, but I should say, I literally bellowed out unutterable gushes of my heart, gushings of my heart. These waves came over me and over me and over me, one after the other, until I recollect I cried out, I shall die if these waves continue to pass over me. I said, Lord, I cannot bear any more. Yet I had no fear of death. Finney's encounter caused him to weep loudly, which attracted some concern. When people came to check on him, they broke out in holy laughter. After seeing the power of God on Finney's life, one person was immediately struck to the ground and cried out for more of God. Even in the midst of his life-changing encounter, Finney imparted and released what he had received to those who came to him. That's just one powerful testimony of thousands and thousands and thousands of testimonies of people that have encountered the presence of God. This, that is the type of Christianity we were born for. I know that pretty much everyone who's here has had a taste of God to some great measure and you have a hunger inside of you for more. That's a good thing. Don't ever let that hunger for more of God ever die out. The scripture says in, in Romans 5, verse 2, We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint us 
because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. I feel like today, this evening, God wants to fill us. He wants to flood our hearts with that liquid love. He wants to come upon us with his electricity, his power. He wants to fill your body and your soul and your spirit with his grace and with his boldness, with confidence and courage to go through this life. We don't know what tomorrow may hold. Hopefully it's all good stuff, but we don't know what the future will hold for us whether it's a doctor's report or our nation going into war. I'm not saying that we are. I'm just saying, you know, whatever extremes you could think of, whether it's personal or in your family or in your city or your nation, we don't know what will come, but we do know we have God and he wants to strengthen us and he wants to be our, our courage and our strength and our song through this life. From faith to faith, from beginning to end, he wants to carry us. Why don't we stand up? Let's stand up. Let's just, let's just begin this meeting tonight by calling out to him for more. In your own voice, with your own way, just ask him for more. Holy Spirit, we want you, God. We want your presence more than anything. We are here in this place to worship you and to know you. We want to know you, God. We want to hear your voice. We want all of our senses to come alive in your presence tonight. Jesus, we lift high your name. We welcome you to come in this place and be enthroned on our worship tonight. We love you, God. We offer ourselves to you. We give you our bodies, our minds, our dreams, everything that we are. We yield it to you tonight that we could encounter you, that you would come, Holy Spirit, that you would come and invade this room, invade our thinking, invade our space, and have your way. Release your life tonight, Lord. Release grace upon every person in this room. Let your mercy and your grace fall on each one of us tonight. We thank you for your presence. We thank you that you are a holy God. And we invite you tonight to make us holy. Make us holy. Make us like you, Jesus. We welcome you tonight in Jesus' name. Jesus, thank you for your presence. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for abiding in us and going with us wherever we go. Thank you for visiting us. Lord, we just want to be thankful for your presence, for your power, for your love, for your healing. Thank you, Jesus. I, I feel the electricity right now. presence is here. I'm not no, normally overcome with tears. Um, I feel like I'm shaking, you guys. God's presence is here because Jesus' name, Jesus' name overcomes the darkness in Bremerton, in Kitsap, in Washington. Jesus wants to inhabit not a building, but a people. And because we have been faithful 
because we are hungry and thirsting after him, he is doing what he has promised he would do. He is opening the old wells and he is opening a new well with Legacy City Church. And I know this was supposed to be a transition prayer, but the Lord showed me a vision. Are you ready, you guys? He showed me a tidal wave of his presence. You got, there's no going back from here. Jesus, thank you for your goodness, your name, just your name alone, your presence. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for your promises over Legacy City Church, over each one of us here. Your promises are yes and amen. That we all have a future and a hope. That our families are blessed. We have a blessed inheritance. We have a blessed legacy. Bremerton has a blessed legacy in Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, you are so welcome here. Thank you for choosing us. time he would he would say we're gonna we're gonna ask the Holy Spirit to come and if you begin to feel like you're gonna cry if you begin to feel electricity if you begin to feel like you're shaking then he would say come up to the front so we're gonna pray and we're gonna ask the Holy Spirit to come and if you feel a manifestation of the Lord's presence I want you to come right up front and we're just gonna bless it and we're just gonna say yes is that is that good? I don't think I need to go into any more details than that. So we just thank you, Lord. We say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, we welcome you tonight. We welcome you, Lord. We welcome your electricity. We welcome the fire of God. I just put your hands out in front of you. Just receive. He wants to, he wants to light you up. He wants to light us up. We don't have to work it up. We just have to receive. We just let go of all, God, to make room for you. Holy Spirit, come, Lord. Come and fill the room just like you did this week. Without expectation, without even realizing you were going to do something, God. Break in. Just breathe him in. The Holy Spirit, you could breathe his presence in. He's intoxicating. You could drink him in. You can breathe him in. He is God. Holy Spirit, you are God. And you are here with us. Come and fill our, our, our 
these houses, these temples with your glory. We want to we fill the weight of your glory tonight. Subdue us, King Jesus. Subdue us under your rule and your reign. Conquer more territory inside of us in our thinking, in our emotions, in our will, in our bodies. Conquer. Come riding through, King Jesus, and conquer. You are the conquering king bent on conquest. I just feel like we should take some time and just hear what the Lord is, is saying tonight. And you all may prophesy. All of you. Ethan, you can prophesy. Clayton, you can prophesy. Emily, you can prophesy. I'll pass over Judy. <laughs> Judy, you can prophesy. I'm talking to the kids, though. Oscar, you can prophesy. Nora, you can prophesy. Isabel, you are prophetic. Cheryl, you are prophetic. You guys, all of you, all of you all, hear the voice of the Lord. If you have the spirit of Jesus in you, you can hear his voice and you can declare what he is speaking. Whatever it is that he is showing you to come or whatever it is that is hidden that needs to come to the surface, you may prophesy. So we're just going to hear from a few voices tonight what the Lord is showing and speaking. 
about how cool it is to be with Jesus. And that Jesus comes to be with us. Like he was with his disciples, hanging out, and they had one last dinner together. And Jesus is like, this is it. This is happening. They didn't have a clue, but it was happening. And he broke the bread and gave it to them. Like that was his body. And then he was crucified. And then, when they went to his tomb a few days later, they looked for him, and his body was gone. His body was gone. He showed up to his disciples. He showed up moments later. Even when two of the disciples, uh, they were walking down there, going off to some town, Emmaus, and Jesus showed up and walked along the road with them for miles, and they had no idea it was him. Totally clueless. And he went to the next town with them and had dinner with them and they still had no idea. And it says, in the word it says, he sat down and he broke bread with them and then they realized it was him. And he disappeared right before their eyes. And they ran back. They had to run back. They, they had just got done traveling 15, 20 miles foot. They immediately went back to Jerusalem to tell their other disciples he is still alive. Jesus is still alive. And Jesus showed himself multiple times. These are my wounds. In my hands, he even showed him his feet. And that's the coolest thing about Jesus. He's still alive right now. And that's why we get to be here together and experience him. the tears it's Jesus' presence that is there all the time but we're just not aware of it you know we just need to hunger and thirst keep pursuing keep pursuing Jesus keep honoring his body his brethren you know the bride of Christ He's always with us. We may not feel him, but it, it, his word says he abides in us and we abide in him. That's the reality that we're living in, even if we aren't perceiving it. So Holy Spirit, I ask right now that you would open the eyes of our understanding to fully perceive the truth that is Jesus Christ in us and us seated with Christ. That 
is the truth. That is the reality that we walk in, that we are vessels that carry your presence and your anointing every step we take to our jobs, in our family, in our home, while we're resting, the presence of the Lord is with us. So I just release that to you guys tonight and this week. I think this is a lingering, lingering thing. Expect this over the next several days to just feel his presence over you. He wants to speak to you. He wants you to know him in a way that you haven't known him before. I felt this before years ago. This is new. This is different. The Lord is doing something fresh again. So Lord, we just honor that. first came here like a little over a year ago, Pentecost Sunday, the, the second I walked through the door, I so strongly felt the presence of Jesus and I had only been aware of him maybe four or five weeks before that. I can say that every single time that I've been here, every single time, but most especially recently, his presence is just greater. Every time we are joined here, every time we have a a healing, a meeting of any kind, his presence is just increasing and increasing, or maybe it's my awareness or both, but it's becoming, it's just growing exponentially. I think it, I think we have an open portal here. I'm just certain of it. This is, this the prophecy that this will be a healing center is really now taking hold, coming to fruition, and we are the foundation of this. Attracting more, we are not attracting more. Jesus is attracting more, and we are His vessels. I think we all walk so strongly with Him that this is the place He just wants to be all the time. He just is here and just waiting for us to come back. Every time that we go outside that door, we carry that mantle with us. I'm very much more aware that other people are seeing that. I'm just getting responses from people, just lit up faces, that the joy, this the joy, they, they just notice a difference, and I think there's a shift in their lives as well. It, it's just, uh, we all, I think, are aware of the revivalist spirit going on in this country and probably throughout the whole world. I think we really need to acknowledge in ourselves that we are the carriers of that. And it is expanding within us throughout the community. Like we, we take that wherever we go. And like you see, there's just an, there's an electricity in the air. This is electric. It's not just here, but it's so strong here. I, like last summer, had a picture of a tsunami too, like you. And it's just, there it's just waiting it was waiting to flood the whole area and I think that is being released now it's so powerful just continue to open your hearts just continue to adore and worship Jesus he loves us more than we can ever even fathom I think more than but whatever it is just take more just every day take more and more and more of it in and he is transformative. It's 
such a beautiful thing. It's just so beautiful to see that reflected wherever we go in other people because they see that in us. And it's, it's transferred. It's just an electric thing. It's just that gifting is just moving and moving and moving like a tsunami. It's just overwhelming everybody. It's really exciting the times that we're living in. The powers of darkness just don't have a chance. It's finished. It is finished by his word, by his blood, by his sacrifice, by the joy that he carried in his sacrifice the whole time. We can't begin to fathom that either. It's just so much joy. So carry that in your hearts. Carry that joy regardless of whatever else is going on. It's so worth it. It's just so worth it to keep our eyes focused on Jesus. The rewards are exponential. They're, they're greater than we can imagine. There are things that are going to be happening that are greater than we can imagine, different than we can imagine. Just continue to do what you're doing and just go for the ride. It's really fun stuff. This is good. I'm just marinating right now in all of this. might sound funny to you to mar excuse me marinade marinate but John John the baptizer prophesied that Jesus John said about himself I baptize you with water for repentance but the one who will come after me he will baptize you in the holy spirit and fire is the Greek word baptizo, and it's the same word used for making pickles. So think about it as being marinated, okay? And it is both, as Barbara was saying, maybe it's both. It's you lingering in his presence. Wait, those who wait on the Lord, they will renew their strength. Draw near to him, he will draw near to you. So we just... into these places and not everyone gets it not everyone is touched and their their minds are offended by the shaking and the laughing and the falling down and the whatever other manifestations some people but it i'm telling you it's all by his grace because people have walked into that and they said this is a bunch of and as before they could even get the word out the power of god hit them book the, there is more and one of the elders of the church was about ready to say this is a bunch of bs and before he could say it the power of god hit him and he was on the floor screaming and laughing because the fire of god fell on him so never discount what god is doing in the room someone might be laughing and you're not feeling anything or you might be feeling the electricity of god and others are like i'm not feeling it Wait on the Lord, 
now, wait on the Lord in your own quiet time, your, your private time with him. Position your heart towards God with expectancy and waiting on him. Not that he would do something to you, but that he would come close to you and you would know him more. And in the intimacy with the Lord, that is where the experience, that is where the manifestations increase. I have no difficulty anymore experiencing the presence of God. I could be in a 99 degree mail truck and the air conditioning of heaven comes on my skin. I tried to take pictures of the goosebumps and show Tammy. I'm like, I'm getting Holy Spirit air conditioning right now and it's sweltering in my truck because his, it's like his electricity. Like when I walked in here, when I walked up to that door and I looked at my arms and I walked through here to the boys room because I had a reason to come here. My arm hairs were standing straight up. I was feeling just electrified. And it's just, it's not hard to feel him as you linger, as you are baptized. And just, so just be baptized, be soaked, be marinated, be inebriated, breathe them in. He wants, you know, Jesus breathed into his disciples' nostrils. He, hopefully he didn't eat a bunch of garlic before he did that, but I don't think they cared because he blew into their nostrils and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can be imparted through breath. We've seen it in Benny Hinn and other people over the years, just blowing on people, not you know close either, just from a distance. People just lightly touching people or even not even touching them. Just... Know, be still and know that I am God, the scripture says. As, as you are knowing and, and giving him your attention in the stillness, he will meet you there. I'm like you guys. I have a hunger for more of that. I want to know the power of God in a way I've never experienced. My kids have all heard me over the years. She falls out finally, and I'm her personal catcher. I get hands laid on me from Bill Johnson and Randy Clark and other people, nothing. I get a little weebly, wobbly, but that's about it. And I get, I feel the presence, but I've never had a power surge that I hunger and thirst for. So don't be discouraged if you've never felt him like that or if you're not feeling him now. Just let that hunger never die. Don't ever let that hunger go out. was said earlier uh, Jesus is alive when he was with his disciples his disciples said when is your kingdom coming when, when can we expect it and Jesus said it's, it's upon us it's upon us and he said again it's within us that's the Holy Spirit I mean we have the kingdom in us said earlier that we walk with Jesus we're up in the throne the, the spirit is in us the same spirit that we all feel the same spirit that you see other people feel that's within us and that's the resurrection spirit that spirit is so powerful and Jesus is in there he is inside us he walks with us he walks with us wherever we go, even places we shouldn't be. 
Maybe the Holy Spirit said, I'm not going in here. I'm going to wait out here. But you know what? Jesus forgave us 2,000 years ago for that. And he's still waiting for us, but he's in us. So wherever we walk, just how much you're going to, how much do you crave him? We should never forget Jesus. We should always praise Jesus for all things. Nothing was created without Jesus. He was there in the beginning. And he's here now. He's here with us right now. His presence is... When I leave this church, I go home and I feel this presence for two, three days. I, you know, it's just... And it, when you walk out this door, it lingers. And, it, you know, just when you think about what was said in this church, when you think about the words that Pastor Scott says, it's, it just kind of soaks in that marinade. <laughs> it just soaks and soaks and soaks, you know. And you can take that out. Give it away. Give it away. You know, Pray for somebody. Pray for anybody. If you see somebody that, that looks like they need prayer, don't be ashamed. Don't be nervous. You know, hey, you all right? You know, sometimes it's, it takes a lot to stand up and do that. But you, you could just walk by somebody. Bless them. Bless them, Lord. Bless them. You know, that's all you need to say. That shows Jesus that you believe in him what he wants you to do he wants you that's part of the new covenant when we take communion that wine is the new covenant jesus said this is what i want you to do this is what how i want you to pray this is i want you to cast out demons and raise the dead and i'm waiting for that day <laughs> what i'm really waiting for is for new arms new limbs to go i know that jesus can do waiting for it but God is good and God is good all the time all the time you know like when Pastor Scott said when you walk in this room you know it's just peace I walk in here and I always forget hi Jesus <laughs> when I come in here I expect it I expect to see Jesus I expect to hear from him I expect to feel his presence Electricity, whatever it is, it comes upon you. It could come as electricity. It could come as joy. It could come as peace. It could answer you whatever bothered you that day. It could settle your spirit. No, that's that's why I come here.
So Lord, I pray for this accountant's office that your presence would go through these walls, Lord, because this is just a natural barrier here, Lord. I pray for all these business complexes, Lord. I pray for the medical facility, Lord God. I pray for the parking lot and everybody who comes through this vicinity will feel your presence in Jesus' name. That everyone who comes here, everyone who drives by, your presence will touch them. They will feel your peace, your grace, and your love, and your mercy in Jesus' name. Just so y'all know what's going on, when we're done here, we are going to feast on some Pizza Hut. It wasn't my first choice, but Spiro's wasn't cooperating with the delivery. So the website, anyway, long story. Um, I just want to, I want to be sensitive to the Lord. I know some of you might be super hungry and some of you are like, eh, pizza, which means you're weird if you don't like pizza. But I'm just, anyway, that's no criticism. It's just true. like unplugged from the Lord and scatter. We all have to come up, so do you. she won't I will so we're going to take what the Lord said to Jill and we're going to just receive it we're going to release that so Lord we thank you that everywhere we go we have a perfect health zone that we have kingdom health because there's no sickness in heaven and we are seated in heaven in the heavenly realm and we just declare from heaven to earth on earth as it is in heaven we are your vessels we are your pipelines we are the ones you chose to release your kingdom. Jesus, we thank you that you've commissioned us to bring heaven into earth because you've placed your spirit, you've put your Holy Spirit in us and given us direct access to the Father 24 seven by the blood of Jesus and through the spirit of God. And so we, we take our responsibility and we awaken the faith within us to take hold of that which is in the kingdom, the perfect health, the healing, the breakthroughs, the, the restored relationships, the salvation that you gave us. 
all, every good and perfect gift that comes down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. We take hold of those gifts, God. We draw from heaven and we release it into the earth. So God, whatever the need is tonight, we just release it tonight. We release the promise of hope, the hope of restoration, the hope of reconciliation and relationships, the hope of breakthroughs coming in finances where despair and depression and hopelessness about the future and about the government, about our, our nation, all of those things, we just break that off tonight and we say, Jesus, come and release your hope and your victory in our hearts tonight from heaven into the earth, from the throne room where we are seated into the earth where we are standing. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. when you were praying that the people in the parking lots and the buildings and everything and you prayed that they would feel all these things one thing that we should have them feel too is conviction when they come through here to feel the conviction of the Lord that they'll want to repent and turn I think that's good and, and you know that's not a bad thing conviction can sound like you might equate conviction to condemnation but, or guilt. I know that's not what Jill's saying, but the Word of God tells us that when the Holy Spirit comes, He will convict people in regards to their condition and salvation. So He convinces, He convicts, He convinces our need. And He does it with such grace because when He chased me down 30-whatever years ago, he didn't come and beat me up saying, you're a mess, look at your sin. You need to get your life right, and then I'll save you. It was not like that at all. He, <laughs> I always get emotional when I talk about it, I'll try not to. He came in his love and in his grace, and he made himself real to me in a way that I had never experienced before. I didn't feel him, but I knew in my knower that he was real and that it was time. It was time to give him everything, time to surrender my all. Not understanding how I could make change in my life, but I felt like it was, he was saying, don't worry about that. I didn't hear that, but I, I felt like where I was going needed to have a full surrender and let him do the work. So we pray for conviction to fall over our whole city, that what we are, we're releasing into the city from this well would bring conviction, the conviction of the need for Jesus, conviction of something's missing in my life. Maybe I need to get to church. Maybe I should open up the Bible. Maybe I need to talk to that Christian who seems to not be hopeless. So we, we pray for that conviction to come upon people, that they would turn, that they would turn away from their empty living turn to the one who's the life giver who has life abundant for us <laughs> okay I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn here but however um, Bill Johnson Heidi Baker and Michael Koulianis will be in Washington in Bothell in August and whether or not um, I'm going to just grab that. Whether or not anyone here can actually physically go there, they will bring a mantle of healing and revival and a level of spirituality that will be released in Washington. And 
we can take that for Legacy City. We take that and we own it as a part of our legacy, as a part of our prophecy, and that we walk in Jesus' name with Jesus, Jesus within us and surrounding us, and we have a mantle of protection from the Holy Spirit. We spread that. We release that for the future, from now to August, from henceforth, we release that in our community, we release that in Washington State. We take hold of that and we own that. Yeah, I had a part two to the why Jesus is so cool, because I didn't, I didn't tell you why he was cool. I just told you why he gave us his body. But uh, his body is for our healing. And we have opportunities all the time to pray for people for their healing. And as we pray for them and we see that they're healed, it's building our faith. And it's building our faith more and more for those next things that come in through the door that we're praying for. And it's so cool because the more I begin to learn about Jesus, the more real he becomes to me. And the more real he becomes to me, I, I find myself depending on him more. And he, over time, has just given me freedom in so many different areas that I don't have to worry. There's so many things to worry about. Every day there's so many things to worry about, but more and more going to Jesus with those things and saying, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to get the resources for this. I don't know how to learn this in time. I don't know how to do all this. He's got it. He's got the full revelation of wisdom for you to do things just in his time. Not just in the nick of time. Not just in time, but in his time. And that's why it's so cool, because I find myself living more and more in the kingdom. Like you guys are saying, like we're in the the medical <laughs> medical kingdom <laughs> the kingdom of medical provision you know we're also in his provision of other things and so we become less concerned with ourselves we become less concerned with what's going on with the world we become more concerned with like he just gives me more joy and I want people to see that I want people to be healed I want people to be delivered from the things that they're struggling with so that they can go out and walk in freedom I want them to feel that presence where when Jesus walks in the door, you can just be like, oh, everything's going to be fine. You know that feeling. There's sometimes a person walks in the door and you're like, oh, thank goodness someone's here. They got it all figured out or they're going to figure it out. Jesus is doing that every day for people. And I want them to see that and feel it and know it as a reality because it is a reality, and that's the reality that the, the evil one's trying to steal from us every day. He doesn't want us to know how cool it is, but it's super cool. Anyway, I think it's cool anyway. Bless you guys. So, so we're gonna go ahead and feast on some pizza. And there is some pasta in there, too. I think there's four pizzas and a couple of Alfredos for the anti-pizza people. But, um, and some breadsticks for Oscar because he is one of those kind of kids that just eat certain things for now. 
Someday he'll be eating sushi and never liver, but you know, stuff that we like. Anyway, um, we want to make sure that there's any needs for healing. Like we're going to jump on you before you walk out the door tonight and we're going we're gonna to blast your heart because God's going to heal that if he hasn't already. Many miracles happen while we're just in his presence worshiping. I've shared it before. A woman who had been here a few times with her kids, Oksana, she received healing for her car carpal tunnel syndrome. She said she came in, she had it for years, for a while, I don't know if it was years, but she came in here and didn't realize it until she left that it was healed. This, the, the atmosphere of heaven is a healing atmosphere. Where the presence of the Lord is, there's freedom and there's healing, there's deliverance. So we don't always have to lay hands on people. But if people need that and want that, then we will we will turn on our fire hoses of heaven and we will blast them. Did you have anything else before we you're like, no pizza? There's some pizza in the room. Okay, so Jesus, we thank you for pizza. We thank you for cheese and pepperoni and sausage and peppers and all that good stuff. We thank you for tortellini and Alfredo and chicken. Thank you, God. We thank you for your blessing of food. We just ask you to bless it tonight. Multiply it, God, and, and let it let it bring life to us. We just cast out all the calories in Jesus' name, and we just draw in the nutrients and the vitamins that are somewhere in there. And bless our fellowship tonight. And thank you, God, for the greatest nation that we live in, for the birthday of this country tomorrow. We celebrate it on the eve tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you that we were born in this country. And we're not in Syria or Afghanistan or someplace, some hellhole. Thank you, Lord. We don't know how good we've got it, but God, we thank you for it because we know one day you will show us just how much grace was on our lives. So we, we bless our country, God. We bless your plan over this nation. And we bless everything you're doing in everyone here 